welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Spiraling Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace, and unfortunately, we don't have Jason with us here this morning. I don't think he's feeling too well, kind of feeling a little bit under the weather, but let me go ahead and introduce our guest for you. Growing up in a family of accomplished bootstrap entrepreneurs, it was only a matter of time before Shilpa's own entrepreneurial spirit shone through. Before long, she was selling lemonade for five cents and following the latest from the Financial Times, age 12. Today, Shilpa is an accomplished serial entrepreneur, having started, scaled, and sold multiple businesses in diverse sectors. She works with ambitious, passionate business owners on building sustainable growth, profit, and joy. She turns companies into profit generators. It's safe to say that Shilpa knows how to squeeze the juice when it comes to business. And she likes nothing more than when her clients do the same. Indeed, her client's ROI is many times the coaching's investment and she offers a money-back guarantee, she is proud to say, remains unclaimed. Shilpa makes a crazy and unachievable go away so that companies can scale. Having tasted the highs of entrepreneurial journey, the thirst, the quest for change, and then experienced burnout, Shilpa is no stranger to the importance of a balanced life and speaks internationally about this. When not working with clients, Shilpa treks through the countryside, climbs mountains, and photographs breathtaking landscapes, pondering the beauty of a... Ikigai, excuse me. Um, I'm curious what 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 exactly is that? That all came my first question. First of all, thank you for coming on the show, uh, Shilpa. So so much, um, so happy to have you. But uh, uh, listen, I'm curious what uh, on this last little bit here. What exactly is uh, Ikigai? If I, am I pronouncing that correctly? Pronounced it beautifully, and thank okay. you very much, Jackson, for inviting me, for having me, and giving me the, this wonderful opportunity to speak with you. Ikigai is a Japanese concept. Ikigai is the intersection of when your mission, your values, your your life purpose, your work all come together in that little place. And then you've got that space, that magic. So if you imagine four four little diagrams yeah. and all, all overlapping, that little magic space of bliss. Mm. It's 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 bliss. It's finding your bliss in life. It's finding out where you come alive in life. Very. Some, very. It's poetry. Yeah. Some people it's running businesses. For other others it's it's a social cause, uh, climate change. Sure. Everyone it's different. Find out what your bliss is, and, and work with it. And, and it may not be a place. It may be a space. For me, it tends to be out in nature. Oh, very nice. And, and, have, and when I've worked on all areas of my life, I find that I am in flow. Mm. I love that. I love that. Very, very, very poetic and, and being out in nature. Um, I, I think that's wonderful. It's, it, it's important because I know today we're talking about burnout. And um, I think it's something that that all of us deal with. And, you know, we, we've had a, a focus on this podcast of about uh, mental health and, and clarity and, and doing things that, um, that we need to do in order to kind of calm the mind and, 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 and trek on, <laughs> trek on through life. So uh, yeah, if you could find your bliss, if you could find your uh, that one space or that one thing that just kind of brings everything together. I think that's beautiful. I think that's wonderful. Well, well, Shilpa, welcome to the show. Uh, fa- fantastic. Again, to have you on. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. You gave such an amazing uh, introduction to me, Jackson. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You, 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 did, you did really well. Well, um, thank you. 
Um, thank you too. And I, I started out listening to my family talking about business. Mm. Uh, I had a great corporate career, but you know what, Jackson? I just couldn't get into middle senior management. I kept getting pushed aside for whatever reason. What was it? Micro issues. I'm female all those years ago. Was right. it micro? I'm an immigrant, and they thought I'd get I'd have an arranged marriage and have babies, and I wouldn't give them long term in in, in the company. This is a long time ago. Um, I got fed up one day, and I thought, right, that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start my own business. And boom, that's when my career started. And it's been a glorious journey. I, I run four successful businesses and probably 25 that failed. That's all right. <laughs> many, many lessons in the failure. Um, and I have come to the stage of my life where I encourage people to fail in the sense that do the journey, go, go the long walk. Because when you do fail, I tell you what, it's a time to celebrate because the lessons you learn are phenomenal. Mm. We spend so much of our time learning. But yet we we don't want to try because we're scared of failing, be it whatever, business, hobbies, languages, new journeys, new adventures. But but the learnings in that failing, um, I think we should have failure parties. Really? <laughs> very, very interesting. Yeah, there's a uh, that's. I've always thought about that, and it's you know the the best lessons that you get are from failure. You know you can't be afraid to fail, um, and so often I feel like uh, whether that's how it is culturally or in, just in society in general, everybody's afraid to fail. What's going to happen if I fail? And for some, that's kind of a driving force behind you know for them to keep going and keep trucking on. But sometimes it's necessary to learn those lessons. It's also mindset. I remember the first time I failed in business and I'd got some, some money from my family and I, I'd got this brilliant business idea. And within six minutes, kaput, I'd spent all the money. Mm. And everyone's ringing me up, hey, Shopa, how's your new business venture going? What's happening? And I'm like, oh, it's not, not happening. I failed. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's okay, darling. It's all right. And, and the, the, the pressure that we put ourselves under is immense. Yeah. And the expectations that we think other people have of us is immense. But in actual fact, they don't have any. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So so you're out, you're in London. Um, very, very cool. What, what, what's it like over there across the pond? As you guys know, listening to our podcast, uh, we're, we're, me and Jason are kind of in the Texas area. Um, but uh, so uh, it's a bit of a, a, a difference over there in London. So, so currently, London is its best, grey and miserable, but it's still yeah. a beautiful city. Um, we're, we're struggling immensely with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we, we've done incredibly well in... We've done incredibly well in that we've got a fantastic vaccination program going ahead. That's good. We, we, we've exited the European Union. So England uh, is in for a, a big refresh, a reset, and a great adventure coming about. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we're, we're I know the vaccinations were we're, we're, we're trying to get uh, get that all ramped up over here in America. Um, uh, we, we've you know, we've had some issues getting going, um, but now it seems that we're finally on the right track. Um, so slowly but surely. You've covered a lot of the vulnerable, haven't you? Just like we have. We're, we're 15% mm. men 
15% of our population has had its first vaccine. Uh, and talking about vaccines, I'm, I was just thinking this morning, I am in absolute awe of how medicine has advanced and yeah. will make with this vaccine and you've got production all around the world and you've you've managed it if you think back to the plague mm. german measles spanish flu they didn't have these opportunities till years after no they didn't it's i was actually talking to one of my buddies about it and how they've how they went about and made, made this vaccine and kind of uh for, for, again, forgive my ignorance for it because I'm not, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not pretending to be. But it's like the re- reverse engineering, like putting in uh, the DNA um, yeah. of the virus itself. Um, so I thought that was incredibly cool. Just the stuff that we can do now. It's it's awe-inspiring. But but Shilpa, let's let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. So I understand that you've, you've dealt with um, uh, burnout uh, uh, quite a bit. And, and how um, – what is your kind of a burnout story? So I didn't know I was burning out, actually. Okay. Um, I, I've always worked hard. You've got yeah. a feel for my professional career. Um, I've always parted hard. I've always loved to live life. Nice. So it's, been, it's been working hard. It's, it's been working hard in the gym. It's been socializing, partying, family life, uh, holidays, jet setting. And, and your body just gives in. And the telltale signs for me was that I just had intense fatigue. But yeah, I could still go and do two aerobic classes back to back. Imagine that. Wow. So every, every time I went to the doctor, the doctor said, oh, you know, let's do your bloods and your vitamin D's low. And here in England, we don't have much sunshine, unless, unlike Texas. So they actually tell all individuals, all people in England, take vitamin D. Yeah. And... Um, I think things got things got worse. I, I was running a very busy business, my fourth successful business. I was running it pretty much on my own. I had a team of 26. Wow. And it just started creeping up on me. I'd be anxious. Mm. I I would um I would get headaches. I would I would feel uncomfortable. And I had a big journey with my own mental health because I would feel low most of the time. The worst thing, Jackson, was getting up in the morning. I would just want to crawl back into bed. Yeah. And you don't understand it because if you go to the doctor, the doctor does your bloods, has a consultation with you, says, oh, there's nothing wrong with you, you're fine. And you're thinking, oh, okay, am I demotivated? Am I upset about something? Is there something going wrong in my life? And you go through this whole spiral. And then one day, I was cooking dinner for friends. And I'd come back from a long day at work. When I say long, yeah, I, I, I normally start at about 8 o'clock in the office and I'm home for about 6, 6.30. So it's, it's a pretty, pretty long, intense day. Yeah. And, um, I, I sort of just collapsed on the wow. kitchen floor. Yeah. Mm. And I lay there feeling the coldness of the kitchen floor and the anxiety of having these guests come to visit us. And... It hit me that I wasn't physically correct and I had to address that. So I slowly, slowly took some time to understand it. And when you talk to people about it, they're like, oh, you're just under the weather. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Just take some means, go on a holiday, well, don't work so much. But I, I knew there was something wrong with me. And 
here in England, they, they don't really um, quantify burnout that, that well. They didn't a few years ago anyway. I think they've become a little bit more educated about it. And, That's good. Um, and my, my adrenals had, 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 had lowered. They weren't as, they'd fatigued. They'd burnt out a bit as well. Dream yeah. fatigue. It's all pretty much the same thing, isn't it? And uh, so I sought the advice and help of, of nutritionists and functional doctors and alternative therapists. And they kind of, um, and here, here's a funny story for you. You know, I went to lunch with some people and one of the ladies, she was there from Spain and we were talking together. And I've been a bit of a gym bunny and I like to look a certain way and a shape. And I said, yeah, I work out daily. I eat really well, but I still carry a little bit of belly fat. Yeah, just conversations between between friends and you sure. know how we were. And um, she said, "Oh, well, your adrenals are burnt out." And until until you get your adrenals sorted, I'm like, oh, "How'd you get? Where'd you get that from?" And she was bang on. She was a bit of a psychic, you know, so she had psychic abilities, and she she got into that, and that kind of confirmed to me that actually I had some physical challenges. I really need to get to in touch with and work out. The journey, therefore, um, I made drastic changes. I sold my business. I've been running it for 10 years. I think I've fallen out of love with it a little bit. Mm. And I think burnout is a psychological, uh, mental, emotional um, disconnect as well as just just physical. I think your, your body has enough of everything in life. And it says, right, that's it. That's it. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> and yeah. of course best so i was lucky that i had been entertaining an exit for a few months anyway and there was a, a company in india which is where most of my staff were based who were very keen to have a european presence so we did a trade deal and boom i i was you know having some time out jackson i spent three months at home i did not leave the house i was at absolutely completely totally exhausted wow i slept i meditated i watched tv i slept some more i slept some more and guess what i carried on sleeping and i think in that time i was able to give myself time space love compassion and really unravel what's what's been going on in my life where was i holding trauma in my body at I have a very holistic approach to to health and wellness. Yeah. What had I not dealt with in my life? What trauma, you know, I've had a lot of trauma in my life. What had I not dealt with? Like most people, we have challenges. How had I coded it differently? I journaled, I meditated, I nourished myself. I drank lots of wine too, which wasn't a good thing, I guess, but but it got me through. (laughs) And um, I remember the first time I left those three months, I went back to the gym and I went into a yoga class. And the, and the entire yoga class kind of stood up to say hello to me because they hadn't seen me for so long. And I felt like a mini celebrity. Oh, um, having, <laughs> having been a, a member of a, a community and a club for a very long time and, and then kind of just disappearing from that was was, was quite interesting. Um, I've, I've since managed a phenomenal... Um, way of dealing with looking after myself and let me tell you something three years on like if I, if I overdo it I still get that shakiness my head goes weird mm-hmm. um, I 
get lightheaded and I think, oh my God, I've got to do something with this. And I, I sit down, I change my diary, I go for a walk. Um, we're talking on a Friday, but I don't, and it's just a conversation, so it's cool. But I don't actually work on Fridays anymore. I, take, I just take time off. I do, I do bits and bobs, but I have a busy schedule as a business coach. I have a property portfolio and a, a couple of investments I look after. So my, yeah. my day is busy. And, you know, this Zoom life is really intense, isn't it? It, it is. It's uh, it's definitely been a change for sure. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to to work from home. And it's actually something that uh, I, th- I think a lot of people are, are, are changing their mindset about is, um, do we really need to pay for that office space is a question that has been uh, that has pretty much been forced to come up um, in the light of the pandemic and, and in this past year. So yeah, it's uh, the Zoom, Zoom life can be a uh, it, it could be a grind. It could be a grind for sure. I am concerned. Um, I've been I've been talking about this around the world about the mental health of many people with working from a room. I'm here right now in what we call in England the box room, mm. uh, and the box rooms are your, your tiny little study room. And um, I can spend days in here. And yesterday I didn't leave here till nine thirty, and I just had calls after calls. And then your friend will ring you. Should we have a quick natter? Um, I, I have I have got routines in place. I'm I'm quite rigorous about having a morning routine. I wake up at a certain time. I um, your fireplace has gone off. My fireplace has gone off. I don't know what's going on. We're just going. To- I actually thought that was a real fireplace. I was so impressed. Oh, no, really? I'm so I'm so glad. I find it to be kind of cozy and nice. People are watching the YouTube video. It's uh, I, like, it's, oh, they got a little fire on in the background. It's kind of hanging out. I don't know what that was, but anyway, <laughs> I didn't just, mean to cut you off. We just needed a single malt each, and it was it was the perfect conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so I was talking about morning routines, and uh, I, I'm I'm quite a big advocate of having a morning routine. Yeah, I, I read a book, uh, Robin Sharma's Five AM Club, and okay. he talks about when you wake up at the crack of dawn. Firstly, the energies are different. Mm-hmm. You're waking up early, and you've given yourself permission to have extra time in the day, and use that time in the day for yourself. So many people have families and. They, they have young children, older children, and they don't have time for themselves. 5 a.m. in the morning is your time. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to <clears throat> do whatever you want, read something good. Robin Sharma suggests you, you you read something personal development, you do your affirmations, you do journaling. You know, this is about you and have your personal time to work on yourself. So my day normally starts around around five o'clock and I, I start with meditation. I have a daily yoga practice. So I practice yoga for an hour every day. Very cool. In a Zoom class. See, if it wasn't for, for lockdown and, and Zoom, and you know in England we're, we're pretty much been in lockdown for nine months in, yeah. in some manner or another. And um, and and then I'll I'll read something interesting. Uh, I'm a big fan of Clubhouse at the moment, so I'll drop into some conversations on Clubhouse and and see what's going on and, and teach myself some things. I journal. Um, I, I have a trampoline. I'll, I'll do some exercise there. And and I from from morning till about lunchtime, I get through about a, li- uh, a liter of hot water. 
So I, I intermittent fast. So it, it just gives my system. It's an old Chinese um, way of working that you flush out your your entire system. And it, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it stands me in good stead. Very cool. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of some people talk about intermittent fasting before, and uh, basically, so what that is is uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I think I remember this correctly. You basically only eat for eight eight hours in the day, six yeah. to eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, you have different schedules according to what you do. So there's a lot of work has gone behind it, and the thinking behind it is that your your body doesn't actually need consistent nutrition, and this is a bit against a lot of the, the modern day thinking that we've come across. And then when you're constantly feeding your body, you, your blood sugar rises and your insulin rises, and that's when all sorts of things happen, um, which are not good. Your cholesterol rises and, and, and your digestive enzymes go and your insulin goes up. It's insulin that causes, and I'm no medical expert, but it's the insulin that can be detrimental to the body. So when you control the, 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 the insulin, um, you, you find that you are having lots and lots of benefits with your health and your well-being. Um, my, 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 my hair grays went away. I've got a few left now. But my <laughs> hair, I had constant gray hair just here, which just, just disappeared after intermittent fasting. I'm on my, wow. I'm on my, third, I'm on my third year now. And, and six, 16 hours of not eating anything is quite easy because you generally sleep for 12 hours or you're, you're out of action for 12 hours. That's kind of a sleep time, isn't it? Out time. Yeah, um, I, I tend to I tend to eat for about five hours in the day, which is which is perfect. It's two meals, a couple of drinks, a couple of cups of tea, um, and it, it's good. You mentioned uh, uh, going through about a uh, half a liter or so, or or, or a liter of of hot water. Um, what was the kind of the driving force behind that and that decision? Is that is that just like hot tea? Like, and is, has that been helpful to you? Yeah, so when I started in the intermittent fasting after a lot of research, uh, intermittent fasting means that you don't put anything that's going to give you a hike in sugar. Okay. So that's black coffee. And black coffee just gave me anxiety, mm. gave me bad anxiety. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, what I found was that if I just drank hot water, it gave me that sensation of having a hot drink in the morning when you wake up. Mm. You're like hot. I live in a cold country. Even my summers are quite cold. Um, when I live in a hot country, I, I travel a lot. I, I probably drink tap water, um, temperature water. Yeah. Normal temperature water. So um, the Chinese also say, you know, that don't drink ice cold water because your body is a lot hotter and it, it slows your metabolism down. Yeah. All these things that I read, Jackson, I'm, I'm getting to share them with you today. I'm so glad that you're sharing it all with me. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just sitting here. I was in, he's sitting here next to my fire for a second, just soaking up all of the information. And I think that's, and I, I appreciate you coming on to share it with us. Um, so, so you went through this through burnout. You, um, uh, started finding ways to uh, to, um, to cope and, and, and overcome that, right? Uh, the yoga, taking that time to yourself, and that 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 kind of resonates very uh, very well with me. My my mother, she ran and operated a business for about twenty five years, and uh, it got to a point to where I mean, she loved it. She loved everything she did, and it was it was fun. It was great, and I worked there and through high school and college, but. Uh, uh, 
she had gotten to a part where she had developed uh, some issues with her health, with her heart. And um, it was just stress. And it was, um, you know, it was only functioning at uh, a fraction of what it was supposed to be. And she, I remember when uh, we sold the business and she she had that time off to herself uh, and to spend that summer with uh, uh, with my sister, uh, who, who was then at the time she was about, I don't know. 13 or so and uh and i i just it just like the weight just kind of melted off her shoulders like she was just she was able to sleep in and uh and enjoy her time and read a book and sit out by the pool and just it just kind of reinvigorated her and i thought that was uh that was very telling i it's um yeah, it, it affects everybody differently, but I mean, you have no idea, especially the people who who run the businesses, the business owners, and the and the managers and such. The the amount of stress that you can go through, and how important it is to to take care of yourself. Such an important point you raised there, and and your your story of your mother is is something that a lot of business owners go through. Mm. I've learned the hard way. I didn't have business coaches in the time that I started my businesses. Mm-hmm. I learned the hard way that actually, you know, you, you can find harmony in your life. Yeah. Your work and your, your play. A lot of people talk about work-life balance and they find that equally as hard because you've got so many things to do when you run a business. The buck stops at you when running smaller businesses, micro businesses, side hustles, when you're freelancers. The, the, the stress is immense. And I think we as individuals haven't learned to manage the stress. And, and I also think that it's down to that old adage. I know it's cheesy, forgive me, but work smart, don't work hard. Yeah. yeah. Be productive. Find out how you can manage your time, your being, your your productivity as, as well as you can. We've got so many hacks these days, so many apps. And it, it really means that you sit down and you first of all work out how you can be a little bit more efficient with your time and get things done. I always think that if, you, if you're working more than 16 hours, 18 hours in a day, that's that's just too much. It's it's ridiculous. You, you'll burn out. And I meet a lot of entrepreneurs in my coaching practice that are doing those sorts of hours. Um, I think six, six hours is a good amount of time. And that's actually when the brain is active and productive and can manage it. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got a few phone calls. You've got a little bit of admin to do. And you must make time in your life to have a life. Yeah. You know, don't work so hard that you forget to have a life. Yeah, you'll blink and it'll pass you by, and you'll sit there and wonder where where did it all where did all the time go? What happened? Where how did my babies grow up so fast? And how did all of this change? When did that new restaurant come out? I you know what I mean? Like I didn't even know that they built it. So yeah, you just well, and I was guilty of that, which is why I burnt out. So it's so nice for me to come out the other end and 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 see the world in through different glasses and different lenses and say. Wow. Okay, I, I can still run a business. I, I, I run a few now still, cool. uh, and my main work is I, I'm a I'm a business coach and I support businesses to do just that: to grow, to make good money, to to, to be very efficient, to, yeah. to scale. But at the same time, I want the leaders, the founders, the entrepreneurs behind the business to to, to see their life. You know, I encourage picking up a passion project. Do you want to restore a classic car? Do you want to learn to sing? Do you want to learn to to, to, to sail? What, what is it? Find a passion project, which is going to be just as 
intense and as rewarding as your business. So the thing is, I mean, you know this um, really well, Jackson, that um, when you run your business, many of us bootstrap, and even those that don't, it's it's still our baby. We still put blood, sweat and tears into it. And it becomes so... Um, embroiling um, and, and that's that's where burnout often happens because it's a very fine line between passion and burnout very fine line indeed but let's 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 get into more of uh you mentioned that uh you know you run a couple of businesses now you also are a business coach i'm curious uh and, and i have some uh some, some questions talking points here is business growth a science or an art both i think these formulas for success we can follow so um if we worked on the premise of exponential growth for example and a business just looks at several points in their business model that they can work on which is can they increase their price by not a huge amount five percent can they increase the number of sales they make by 5%, can they make some referral partners or business partners or strategic partners, whatever the industry product or service is, Mm -hmm. you know, again, 5%. You know, the the growth that you get is is quite exponential when you you work on that way. And at the same time, you're working at other areas of your business. So that's when the scientific formula comes into play. Can we look at all of these factors and all of these areas and develop them and grow them and, and let them work one by one. And at the same time, we've got to work on our motivation, our ability to perform the task, our mindset. Do we believe that we can do it? I, I know there's a lot of personal development mumbo jumbo about believe it and you can make it happen in the secret. And I, I, I think a lot of that is, is, is phenomenal, but you've still got to put the action in. And, and a lot of people don't want to do that. I, I have coaching clients that you know, want, want, really want their business to scale. They want to double their profits in a year uh, and they have fabulous business models and they've done well. They, they've sure. proved it. Two, three years they've been running the business and then they come to a halt. But um, they don't follow through because often they're just too busy. So it's mm. finding time, first of all. And, and then so it's very much a science and very much an art as well. Finding time to execute on those those ideas, you know, you can talk about the different things that you need to do and 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 all of that all day long till the cows come home, as we say in Texas. <laughs> but uh, but you have to be able to find time to to execute and to follow through. I think that's I think that's very important. I noticed that you uh, uh, that you do your own, your own show as well. What is a uh, passion in business? It's it's exactly what it says on the tin. And one quality that I noticed about successful business owners, entrepreneurs, is they are so passionate. Mm. They they love what they do, whether it be tech ed, um, artificial intelligence, new innovation, SaaS projects. Um, I I have a friend who started making face oil because that's been her passion since she's been a child and she's developed her own formulas, had them tested and gone to launch and and absolutely passionate about it. I I interview all these people. Let's find out these, these fresh thinkers, change makers, disruptors. What are they doing? What ideas do they have? Let's get under their skin, inside their mind. What, what, what are they thinking? How do they think? 
Well, what strategies do they have for business? They, there's always stories to be learned. Learned, and the idea is that that other business owners get get a lot of shortcuts, learn some hacks, and inspiration. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome. Well, guys, I'll definitely uh, uh, towards the end of the show. Don't worry, I'll put the, the link in the description for 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 her show as well. I think that's going to be that, that that'll be very beneficial for some of our viewers and our listeners. Um, and, and so I have. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there's an interesting term that I found on your website and I love it when guests have websites. It just makes everything so much easier. I can go through it. I can do my homework and I can look through and, uh, and, and find little things to ask about. But what is a, pa- uh, we were talking about passion. I think I know the answer. What is a passionpreneur? Oh, a passionpreneur is someone who helps entrepreneurs run amazing businesses from their passion. Very cool. Very simple. Very, very, very cool. Very simple. Easy. Done. Love it. Uh, okay. Passionate about. Do you want to turn it into a business? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not just about inventing something, but it's making sure there's a market for it. Making sure you can sure. sell it. Making sure that you can wake up in the, in the morning and be excited about it and make a living from it. Yeah, it's got. You, I, I found that you know some of the most successful business owners and the most successful entrepreneurs they have a, a like you said they have a burning passion for it because if you don't have a passion for it. If you don't like what you're doing every day, if you're really struggling to get up and, and go to work and do the things that you want to do, then it, it's not going to be as successful as if you love it. If it's your baby. That's why, you, you know, well, find that bliss. Right. Find what find what connects with you and and work off of that. And, you know, maybe somebody has not found a way to uh, to market it correctly or to or to make it profitable. But I don't know. Maybe that's why you're here. Maybe you can't. So this you got you got to work with that. Uh, so I'm curious. Okay, so you do some your business coach, and I'm curious. Do you have um, specific strategies that you talked with about with your clients? Do you have some that says, hey, you know, this is how you uh, this is how you do this. This is how you go about um, uh, you know raising uh, your profits, uh, etc. Like what what is it that you do whenever you 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 get in that first kind of client meeting? Oh, okay. So first kind of client meeting is discovering where they are, where do they want to be, what's yeah. the gap, how do we fill the gap, uh, and, and then we start top up, and then we drill down into into micro details. My programs last for twelve months, so I, I give my clients a significant amount of support in that period, and it's almost like having a uh, a new business partner or a board member, you know, mm. alongside. So it's, it's finding what that gap is, and that gap often is a lack of sales, lack of leads, um, positioning is incorrect in the marketplace. Um, are, are they the dominant positioning? Dominant? Do they have a domi- dominant market position? If not, how do we get them one? Yeah, I think that's very important. You have, you have to find out where, where it is they are, where you're at. Um, and get, try and get a clear picture of, of what that is. Otherwise, you know, it's hard to help you if I don't know where you're at. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So, um, what, uh, I'm curious if we could talk about why reinvention is a necessity for business, kind of the need to, uh, innovate, if you will. 
If businesses don't innovate, they get stuck. Remember blockbusters. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember blockbusters. I'm still part of that generation where I remember going to Blockbuster on Friday night and getting that movie with with, with that. And then uh, the things that some people don't understand. And forgive me, Shopa, for interrupting. The things that some some uh, the kids I say, oh, the kids these days, oh, but like they don't get. They have everything on Netflix and HBO Max and Amazon and all these different places. Watch whatever you want, whenever you want. Man, the worst feeling in the world was going to Blockbuster and you're like, I want to watch this movie. And you pull back the cover <laughs> and there is no more copies of that movie available. That was just terrible. Oh, my gosh. One of the worst feelings anyway. Anyway, you, you brought you brought up a, me- a memory back for me. What about before Blockbusters? Do you remember videotapes ever? Uh, that- yeah, I do. I do. I rem- we, oh, my gosh. Our family we used to have a... a it was an entire cabinet full of, 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 of VHS tapes and, you know, all we had all the Disney movies and, you know, uh, fairy tales and things like that in there. And my dad was a, he's a big James Bond fan. So we had every single James Bond VHS under there. And gosh, I, I remember those. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not so young or not so old. I'm kind of right in the middle <laughs> of that, of that line there so far. But yeah, it's... I'm not sipping wine, by the way. Is Ribena? Oh no! no. You do, do your thing. I mean, I just got some. I got some water, and, <laughs> and, and I'm kind of hanging out. I remember those days. They were, they were. Oh, when I'm on a screen, they see this red liquid on there. They go, "Is that wine? This time of the this time of the day?" <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, don't worry, guys. You know, London is a, it's a few hours ahead, so <laughs> it's. Uh, we also have another saying here in Texas. It's five o'clock somewhere. You know, it's oh, fr- it's Friday. Just <laughs> just go just go for it. But uh, I, I, I so I, I I'm curious. I have another. Um, another question here. Um, we we're talking about how you uh, you come in your business coach and, and, and you you give them strategies and you're with them for 12 months in a significant amount of time. And I'm wondering, within that 12 months, um, do you talk about powerful ways to turn failure into success with with your partners or with your clients? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see. We talked. We touched upon failure earlier, didn't we? And how we business owners um, intrinsically are worried about failing. It's 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 always a challenge for them. So we we are going to have some of them failing with a project, a new division, a new market penetration. Um, often it's it's with I find the majority of the size of entrepreneurs that I work with are just over one million in sales to five million. Um, it, it's recruitment. They're at that stage. They want to grow. They've made their business model work. Yeah. And they often fail at that because they haven't yet understood recruitment culture. They haven't yet created a culture within their organization. They haven't learned to let go uh, and, and delegate. And so it's leadership skills that, that I, mm. I find that I teach them first. What When you're talking about leadership skills, is there something specifically that you're telling to kind of um, to bring out of those business leaders? Like um, what, what kind of leadership skills do you do you teach or do you coach or try and bring out of them? So first of all, you know, we, we want to put systems into the business and then it, it's the people that run the systems and the leaders that run the people. Yeah. So we've got to teach the leaders how to run the people and not get into the systems. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, my, you know, my dad, he, uh, he, he's, a, he's an author as well. He's a lawyer. 
Um, but he, he's wrote a couple books on, on leadership and how important it is um, to have those specific set of skills and to be able to connect with people, um, how important that is in business and how important that is in life. Um, if you, you know, if you can't, uh, connect with people, uh, it's, it's, uh, a bit harder to, um, to, to get the things that you want out of your business. Right. I think people make the world go around. Yeah. Uh, relationships are the lifeblood of business relationships. And cash. So making sure that you lead your team successfully and you value your employees because without employees, we, we don't have a business. Uh, and if you look at the businesses that do well, they're all the ones that create a positive culture of appreciation, right. acknowledgement, training, advancement, um, to the extent that they don't want to leave the business. Recruitment costs are the highest ever in business. Retention is easier. Mm-hmm. You know, tr- Treat people well. Certainly in all my time in business, when I've looked after my teams and really valued them, made them an integral part of decision-making, policy, given them autonomy in projects, um, given them perks and treats and created a culture of fun and advancement and togetherness, um, we, we get so much more out of them. It's, it's almost giving them the business to run. And I've always hired people smarter than me, Jackson. You know, that's one thing I learned very early on that, you know, I, I was very smart at business and I, I, I got a great uh, ability to spot business ideas. But I'm terrible at at growth, progress, and administration. Right. And and I've always brought people in to do that for me. Uh, initially, it was tough because I'd be thinking, "Oh, are they doing the right thing? Are they not doing the right thing?" But I learned very early on just to let go and trust, and it, it's worked out for me. I don't need to know everything. That's that's probably the thing that you said the, on this podcast that has resonated with me the most: hiring people that are smarter than you. Because you don't know what you don't know. And that is, I think some people struggle with with that idea. They think, well, I'm the business owner. Well, I'm the leader. I'm supposed to know what's what. And having true leadership is recognizing that you don't know everything. And when you bring in people that are smarter than you, and when you give them autonomy and they can help you understand certain like your weaknesses, I, I mean that that's the recipe for success right there. You have to and like you just said, you have to let go. Just trust and you know, build that team and understand that, you know, and, and, and like I said, not everything's gonna be successful. But when you're when you're able to do that, when you're able to uh, get over that sense of pride that you have to be the smartest one in the room, that is when you find real success. I, that that really resonated and, and 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 touched me. I think that's vastly important. Some people, you know, they think uh, it's almost like the old "fake it till you make it" adage, to where. Some people like I, I, we, I was at a I was at a conference this past week and we were talking about um, film production and, and movie stars and oftentimes what I've learned from that conference was the people who are the biggest pains uh, in terms of like it's in terms of like a diva like a star 
are the people who haven't been a star before. They think they have to act a certain way. They think that they have to be that one person who asks for only yellow Skittles in their room to be a star. Like, that's how people are going to treat them. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. But oftentimes, that's not what a star is at all. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, Whitney Houston is going to come in and she's going to get what she wants because, you know, she's Whitney Houston. Um, uh, but... Yeah. So I think that that I think you could translate that to the business side of things as well. Those often the worst leaders are the ones who act, who think they're supposed to act like a certain way or they think because I'm a leader, I'm supposed to be the smartest one in the room. I'm supposed to know everything. No, no, you don't. It's a common mistake to make because it's lack of learning. And we go back to businesses, science, that if you can some of these building blocks in and take some of these actions off, business is so much, so much, so much more easier than we, than we think and know and feel. Yeah. Really is. Wow. I, I have loved this conversation. So but I can see how. I'm so grateful to talk to you. Yeah. I, I can see how you've been extremely successful on this side, but before we go, I'm curious. So we, we've, we've, you know, we've, we've talked about different ways, you know, leadership skills and, and how you come into a, into a brand new uh, client relationship. What are three things an entrepreneur can do to, uh, uh, to bring up the success in his life or her life? I think the most important thing, and I learned this the hard way again, I've shared okay. that a lot, this, this podcast is um, really understand how to increase sales. Mm. Do everything possible to increase sales. Guerrilla marketing techniques, understand internet opportunities. They're, they're wide and vast. Nowhere in the history of marketing have we had as many opportunities to target marketing than we have now, looking at social ads, for example. Don't be scared to spend marketing spend. Be very, very clear about understanding that you're getting a good ROR. And if you spend $10 and you you get 30, 40, 50 back, hey, keep spending that $10 over and over and over again. That's going to grow your business. Because I I find that business owners, small business owners, um, they they fear marketing spend. They fear marketing Mm brag about yourself, you know, don't be the best, best kept secret. Um, I think the second really important point, and we all know this, but we don't practice it, is be very, very clear in what you want to achieve and believe in yourself. Yeah. Have that unshakable belief. Even if you have to wake up every morning, look in the mirror and say whatever you need to say to yourself, but you need to have that conviction and belief in yourself. Because you know what? Nobody else is going to have it. So create that. Make make it a priority that you create it within yourself. Don't don't wait for it to happen. Yeah. That's a tough one to just pick top two, three. Actually, um, Jackson in business. We have we we have so many um, top tips. Oh, I, I bet you got a bunch. <laughs> um, and 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 thirdly, um, I think I'd go back to my favorite: find harmony in your life. Mm. Um, find your joy find your bliss in your work and your life and enjoy the journey make, make it important make business important make your life important in, in, together with it I think that's I think that's very well said and I think that's very powerful and like like we said before Ikigai 
right? Finding that bliss. And if you, your bliss just happens, just so happens to be your passion and, you know, and you, you can run a business off of that, then you're in for a good one. Um, I, thank you so much for Shopa for coming on and being on the show. I mean, this has been uh, very enlightening for me. Um, uh, a, a podcast. I think it's going to be one of my favorite ones that that we put out and that we upload. But before we go, Shopa, take an opportunity, please. Uh, feel free to plug anything that you got. What do you have going on next? What's what's going on now? Um, you know, if, if there's anything, where can the people find you? Jackson, I'd like to thank you immensely um, for inviting me to talk to you. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm really easy to find. Uh, my name is Shilpa Panchmatia, but um, my, my brand name is Shilpa P because uh, people messed up my, my surname so much. And my funniest stories, I kept getting letters addressed to Shilpa Punch a Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Always gave me a giggle when the postman came. <laughs> um my website is shilpa, S-H-I-L-P-A hyphen P.com. I'm on Instagram, Shilpa P Business Coach London. Sorry, I got that wrong. LinkedIn, Shilpa P Business Coach London. And on Instagram, on Clubhouse, and on Twitter, I'm Shilpa, S-H-I-L-P-A TV. So it's the same for, for all those three. Um, I'm, I'm running 12-month long coaching programs for businesses that want to rapidly and quickly grow their business and scale. Mm. I'm taking them through a tried and tested and refined system, and I guarantee my results. So I can only work with certain type of businesses, but given that they do the work they do, I guarantee that they will have growth that we agree in, in our initial discovery call. I'm also launching a number of mastermind groups, which is where the collective coaching comes in, because I'm realizing that a lot of people don't want to have the high ticket coaching and make that massive investment in time and resource. And they want to have a tribe of people, a community that they can talk to, an accountability group. Uh, and that that's working out really well. So I'm having groups of 10 in two different and distinct um, areas. One's going to be open in all sorts of businesses. And the second is going to be for digital agencies only. So we've got a global um, invitation list um, out at the moment. uh, And that's by invitation only that people come. But if anybody's interested, uh, drop me a message and let's have a conversation. Drop her a message indeed, guys. We're going to put links to everything from uh, from Shopa down in the description below. Again, Shopa, <laughs> the, 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 the tomato choke really <laughs> made it for me. That was that was absolutely awesome. But again, thank you so much for coming on. We really did appreciate you guys, uh, you coming on. We'll, we'll have to get you on again uh, when my co-host is feeling better. I think he would love to kind of talk with you and pick your brain. Um, you know, he's a, he's a business owner as well, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure he would love that. But uh, anyway, guys, that, that's that's it for me. Shopa, you have anything else before we go? That's great. Thank you, Jackson. Look forward to talking to you again. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. Oh, before before we go, remember, please, uh, you can find us for all podcasts can be heard. Apple, Spotify, Google, we're everywhere. Literally everywhere you get your uh, your podcast, you can hear it. We can also check out the video over on YouTube.com slash spiraling. YouTube.com slash spiraling. Go check us out for the video portion of this uh, of the podcast. So we hope you guys all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.